It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is the Detroit Lions Podcast. Welcome to the Daily DLP. I'm your host, Ash Thompson, and today we are taking our weekly trip around the division. First, like and subscribe, or don't. Use the code DLP at Manscaped, or don't. Click the shop links below, or don't. Not here to tell you how to live your life. But it makes everything work here better when we're off camera pushing the wheel of pain if Chris can afford to get lubricant for those bearings, okay? I don't think we're asking that much. Second, I'm not watching any more Bears games until Justin Fields plays again. Um, That at least gave me a little bit of hope that there might be something interesting that would happen like I'll I'll run down the stats for you guys. I'll give you a quick description of what happened, but I will not have actually watched those games if there isn't at least one actually legitimately interesting player to watch. Sadly, I did watch them this week. It's one of the worst games I've ever seen. Nobody wanted to win, but also nobody could force the other team to lose. The undrafted rookie completed some passes, some Chicago fans still care, but even the admitted Bears fans in the media have kind of come around on the idea that, like, cool, we've seen him, let's maybe get back to something that matters. He went 20 of 33 for 162 yards, that's less than 5 yards per attempt, which is terrible. (laughs) Uh, Basically... He's a backup QB, and he's not a bad backup QB by any means, which, of course, on the grand scheme of human beings on Earth, makes him one of the most skilled quarterbacks in existence. But we're talking about NFL caliber here. He's he's a backup QB. That's, That's where we're at with that. They probably don't need to upgrade that unless they're flushing the whole thing and drafting somebody, which they probably are. Uh, which makes him a not-ideal candidate. That's not really the kind of backup you want for a rookie. He can't help them learn anything. I hope the Bears keep him. Uh, All the running backs were below four yards per carry. Uh, DJ Moore had five catches for 58 yards. Like, there's 
literally nothing interesting to say about the Chicago Bears game. Uh, other than, I guess, like their structure kind of looks better than it was last time we saw Justin Fields play, which we'll see if they can maintain that when he comes back. Uh, they were playing Carolina, who are probably the worst team in the NFL. Though it really was a toss-up in this game without Fields out there for the Bears. Uh, this game was gross. I, I really just don't want to talk about it anymore. And sadly, I'm kidding, by the way, I am going to watch the games. I just won't like it. And this week they're playing the Lions. They're actually playing the Lions two out of the next four weeks. So I sort of have to watch those games, but I I suspect we're all going to enjoy them a whole bunch. The Packers lost another game. They went back and forth with the Steelers for three quarters. This was a game of dueling quarterbacks who were drafted inside the first round, but kind of looked like they probably should not have been drafted in the first round. (laughs) Jordan Love just, he completed just over half his passes and threw two each of touchdowns and interceptions. If you like watching a quarterback lead his receivers in a way that takes them from having first down yardage to having to come back two yards so that they don't have first down yardage. Loves your quarterback a choice. It was not a great game. Uh, Love throws five highlight reel worthy balls every single game. So that's probably how a lot of fans think of him because that's what they see. But the rest of the balls he throws are not good. Uh, We actually would like the Packers to start winning some games at this point so that there is no chance that they can get to or trade to a spot to pick one of those two elite quarterbacks, Drake May or Caleb Williams. Uh, A.J. Dillon had the standout performance among Green Bay's running backs, so of course they only gave him nine carries. Uh, Aaron Jones did nothing but... Got all of the touches. He had 37 yards on 13 carries. I don't know why. He did, literally did nothing in the entire game to justify that. He really hasn't done much of anything all season to justify that. Uh, not that A.J. Dillon has had a great year either. Uh, Jaden Reed had a good day with five catches for 84 yards and a really nice grab on a contested deep ball for a touchdown. Uh, Luke Musgrave continued to be the second most productive rookie tight end with two catches for 64 yards. Those were some of the highlight reel throws uh, from Jordan Love. Uh, The Packers also did uncork a few interesting play designs, but they're just not as a unit executing all that well right now. In the end, the Packers could not get the job done on offense, and that's why they lost this game. Uh, Some players have the clutch gene, and some do not. As an example, Jordan Love threw both of his interceptions in the last three minutes of the game in or around the end zone. The second one was like a last couple seconds of the game throw, uh, so you don't really want to beat him up too badly for that one but it was how to screw up a Hail Mary like rather than loft the ball and give his guy a chance of coming down with a 
jump ball on a miracle play. Like he fired a low flying rocket into the end zone. And one of the Steelers eight guys who started the play on the goal line picked off the ball. Like the Packers gained 399 yards in this game. So in terms of yardage, like they had 67 or 76 more yards than the Steelers did on the day. Uh, But the Packers had four fewer first downs. They were very big play reliant, which is kind of how this Packers offense works. They're not consistently good at anything, uh, but they will every once in a while just pop off a 60 yard touchdown Uh, on defense. They gave up 205 rushing yards. That's not how you beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Kenny Pickett was only required in this win to pick up 126 yards. Uh, Najee Harris had 82. Jalen Warren had 101 for the Steelers. Like The Packers kept the game close. They even led the game at times, but it never really felt like they should be winning when you were watching this game. Like They never looked like the better team. Love, in the end, showed his greatest talent, turning an open receiver into a turnover. And the Packers lost a game. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And that brings us to the interesting team in the division. The Minnesota Vikings. 23 of 34. 268 yards and a touchdown is a great stat line. For a quarterback that's been on the team for a week and a half. Josh Dobbs will at the very least be someone's bridge quarterback next season. Uh, that's that's what he's done in the last two weeks. Is he's, he's very clearly put himself in that. I would be a good choice for a contender that has a quarterback with some long-term health issues. Los Angeles. Kind of that. That backup quarterback style or I will start six games until your rookie that you took in the second round is ready to go. There will probably be three, maybe four quarterbacks taken in the second round this year. Very deep quarterback draft because of the the COVID years. Uh, basically, Dobbs has elevated himself from a guy who makes one or two million dollars a year to a guy that gets three to five million to hold a clipboard or start a few games. As for his play as the starter for the Vikings, I can see very much why some Vikings fans are getting excited. Like, I've even seen a bunch of people going so far as to say the Vikings should ditch Kirk Cousins and roll with Josh Dobbs. But let's hold that hype train back. Just, just keep it in the station just, just for a moment. Um, this is a thing that happens all the time in the NFL. Most fans, however don't really pay enough attention to every other team in the league to kind of understand when it's happening to them. Uh, When a new quarterback comes in, the team's offense is completely different from what it's always been. 
uh, particularly if the QB has a different style of play. And you could not possibly have two more different quarterbacks. Like Kirk Cousins probably doesn't have a single game that matches Dobbs 44 yards on the ground this week. That's something that did not exist. It was not an option in Minnesota's game, basically. Uh, teams are not ready for this. A change like this makes it very difficult to game plan for a team's offense with the different new quarterback. So the first few teams... Oh. Sorry, recording this one kind of late. Where was I there? The teams are going in blind. <laughs> Basically, they they have nothing to prep for. They they don't know what's going to happen. And when you get a quarterback who comes in in a situation like that and plays reasonably competently, you get some success that they. I don't want to say you didn't earn it because it's the NFL. Every bit of success is earned, but it's a little bit of a short-term cheat code that maybe gives you a little bit more success than you would otherwise get with what you're doing. Does that make sense? <laughs> uh, Ty, Ty Chandler was a team's leading rusher with 45 yards. Uh, Dobbs was the entire offense. Like nothing, nothing really happened without him. Like TJ Hawkinson had himself a day at the other end of Dobbs throwing. He, he found a good receiver and throws to him a lot. Hawk had 11 catches for 134 yards. He showed you why he got paid. Uh, he's a very good player for the Vikings. We all wish him well. Uh, and got the Vikings only touchdown reception. Dobbs added another touchdown on the ground and didn't turn the ball over. But at some point, here's how this story typically ends. Teams get three to four games of tape on how the offense works with this new quarterback. Then they are devising strategies for how to stop the new version of the offense instead of trying to adapt strategies to stop the old version of the offense plus whatever this quarterback does. And everything gets harder. Everything gets so much more difficult for the team at this point. Like, I don't mean to take anything away from the Vikings. They just beat a team that were 5-4 and four going into this game. Then the Vikings handled them. Like, this was not a close game. At one point, it was 27-3. to three, And then the Vikings just kind of took the foot off the gas. And were like, maybe we should hold back and not give everybody as much tape on the whole Dobbs thing. The defense did what they needed to do. Uh, they shut down the Saints while their car was in the game and got turnovers once he was injured. Uh, there was nothing going right on this night for the Saints offense until they got their own version of that backup quarterback bump because Derek Carr and Jameis are very different from each other. But all of that offensive success from the Saints was again pre against pre-bad defenses. It's easy to write what's happening with the Vikings off as a fluke, but they are on a five-game win streak after a one-and-four start where I watched all those games twice each for this segment. Uh, the Vikings did not deserve to lose two of those games, but they, they did. This is a good team that was somewhat limited by their quarterback play. And I'm not saying that Josh Dobbs is a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins, uh, but I 
am saying that this guy sees his one shot and he is doing everything he can to grab that brass ring. The Vikings could very well end up being the team that nobody wants to face at the end of the year. I'm like, I do not want the Lions to get the Vikings in the wild card round. That's not something I would like to see happen. I'm kind of bummed out that they have to have to play them. <laughs> uh, I'll have my popcorn ready for what's happening here because I mean, this whole thing could fall apart. Also, uh, in a week or two, we we just we don't know. Tomorrow, I'll be taking a deep dive into the Lions win over the Chargers and a few little tidbits and scheme notes about what the Lions have done. See you then. Let's bring it in here together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Lions on three. One, two, three. Lions! You've had enough of that shit.